Well, good morning, Mercy Culture. My name is Les. I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Culture Church, where we love God, we love people, and we love mercy. And the vision of this house is to take people from corporate encounters with God to daily personal encounters with God. And what that means is that we don't just, our goal is not just simply have good church services. And we really, we have really good church services around here. But that's not the only goal. Our goal is that people would encounter the presence of the Lord every time we get together corporately. But then we would have passion to pursue God's presence every single day. That we would have daily personal encounters with God. And we are obsessed with helping people to figure out how they best connect with the Lord and how they can have daily personal encounters with God because we know that daily encounters change everything. You've heard me say it before. You're going to hear me say it again. If you can hear God and you can have the faith to do what he says to do, you cannot fail. It is impossible because the Lord is smarter than you and he's smarter than me. And he wants better for us than we want for ourselves. And he's got dreams that we couldn't even form our minds to think of, much less accomplish without his voice. But if we can hear his voice, we can't fail. We can't fail as husbands, as wives, as parents, as friends, as employees, as business owners, as Christians. We can't fail if we can hear his voice and obey what he tells us to do. So we want to help you to discover how you best connect with the Lord because people connect with God differently, just like people connect with others differently. And not everybody connects with God the same way. Now, we know that there's only one way to the Father, and that is through his son, Jesus Christ. He's the only way to God. But through Jesus, there are many ways to connect with God. And some people feel closest to God when they're out in nature. And some of you feel like you are farthest away when you're out in nature right? Especially when it's winter. Yeah. Some of y'all get it. Some of y'all don't. Some of you feel closest to God when you're moving, when you're movement, when you're running, when you're exercising. Some of you, when you're in conversation, some of you needed to be totally quiet and silent and alone, and you connect with God through solitude. Whatever it is, we want to help you to discover that, and we want to give you the tools to have meaningful, lasting, daily encounters with the Lord. Not a quiet time, not just a Bible reading plan, but how can I encounter God's presence through his word, through worship, enter into the holy of holies with him? And the way we do that is through a process called MC Connect. And MC Connect is your first step to joining Mercy Culture Church. It's the way that you become a part of this family, come under the covering. You learn about the vision, the values, the unique characteristics of this house. But most importantly, it's the way that we disciple people into daily encounters with the Lord. If you want more information, just text the word CONNECT to 59090. A link will be sent back to you. It's mostly online, and then you have an in-person Connect appointment. It's really life-changing. They pray for every single appointment, give you a word that they've heard from the Lord. It's an incredible experience. I would encourage you to do it. Next week, February the 12th, my wife and I will be doing a relationship Q&A right here. Now, I've been in church a long time, all of my life. I'm 40 years old. I've been serving Jesus a long time, and there's a couple of rules about church. Here's one of them. Never, ever, ever give the mic to someone without screening it first. So we will not be passing the mic around asking you for your questions. Anybody ever been in a service where that happened, and you were like, ooh, that was a mistake? Anybody ever experienced that before? That's not going to happen in mercy culture. So what we're asking is that you text the word relationships to that number, 59090, relationships with an S, 
and there'll be a form sent back to you and submit your questions there. Just any questions that you have. If you're single, if you're married, if you're a parent, if you're not a parent, whatever it might be, submit those questions. We're going to dive into relationships and what a presence-driven family and marriage and pursuit of marriage and all of those things, what it really looks like next week. How many of you are in the middle of the fast with us? Come on. The beginning of this year, God called us and we as a church called a 40-day fast. So some of us have not had solid food since January the 2nd. My skinny jeans are baggy. One good swift gust of wind and I'll be in New Mexico at this point. But we got five days. Five days, baby. I'm going to eat me some food. But for now, I'm having baby food, basically. And, uh, but it's been an incredible fast. God has been moving. He's been speaking. And honestly, this has been the easiest extended fast I've ever had in my life. It's been amazing, except for the three days we were iced in at our house. And I told my wife I'm about 30 minutes away from running in that field and tackling a, a deer and bringing it to the ground. Just about to go savage. But I didn't, praise God. If you have not been fasting with us, that's okay. Do it now. Stop being disobedient. Jump on board. Fast. And don't fast something like fictional novels. No, fast something that's going to be a challenge for you. Extend your faith. Push past your flesh. And let's fast and give God these first few weeks of the year, believing him to do incredible things. This is Vision Sunday. Come on, Vision Sunday is the, the day that we announce to the church all of the initiatives that God has laid on our hearts to do. This is not Ambition Sunday. This is not a time that we say, what's the most ambitious thing that we can do so that we can do more and compete with everybody else and compare ourselves to the church down the street or the church across the country? How can we be ambitious? No, this is just what every other day is like in the life of mercy culture. How can we hear God and do what he told us to do? That's all it is. This is also not cross your fingers and wish Sunday. This isn't hope Sunday. This is vision Sunday. That means God has spoken, and we're going to do it. I said God has spoken, and we're going to do it. Do you know how you're going to do all this stuff? No. Do you know how you're going to pay for all this stuff? No. But we extend our faith to believe God that he will partner with our obedience to his word. And this is our opportunity, not only as leaders to steward the words that God has given to this house, but to invite you into that process of stewarding these words. That's what this Sunday is all about. We want to invite you into stewardship, to hear what God is speaking, and then to help us to carry this load of vision and steward it with us. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Habakkuk 2.2 says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Somebody say run. run. For me personally, this is a very big and important Sunday because exactly 42 weeks ago today, we launched Mercy Culture Waco. Come on. 42 weeks ago today. And on that week, the Lord gave me a vision. What's a vision? It's a spiritual daydream. And I saw my wife, Nikki, and I standing on this platform delivering 
initiative after initiative on Vision Sunday in 2023 today. This is the vision I had. I will tell you, I did not see us in a tent. That part was a surprise. He didn't let me in on that. If this is your first time, welcome to the tent. Right through those doors, there's a building. You probably saw it. It says Mercy Culture on the side. If you don't, there'll be a healing service at the end. There's a building right there. We are currently in the process of remodeling that building, and you're going to hear more about that in a moment. We're going to be in it soon and very soon. But we are in a tent. That part was a surprise. But I had this vision, and the Lord spoke to me and said, in 2022, I'm going to establish Mercy Culture Waco as a force to be reckoned with in this city. And I saw the hand of God laying foundation stones in this city, and I knew that we were called to pour into and build leaders. And he said, so that in 2023, you may run with great vision. It is the year to run in dunamis power. Somebody say run. run. And so this morning, Mercy Culture Waco, on your mark, get set, go. We're about to run. All morning, I've been hearing the sound of a starter pistol. That sound that it's time to run. The race has begun. And to, so today, we're going to give you those visions that the Lord showed me a year ago and share with you what God's going to do this year. I want to give you some practical advice for your own life. Write down your own personal goals and visions for this year. If you haven't done that yet, I encourage you to do that. Just a few weeks ago, I took a couple of days and went off by myself and just prayed and fasted and sought the Lord. And ask God for vision for my family, for my marriage, for my children, for my own self, and vision for you and for this house. I prayed for all of you and for your family, and I prayed for my family. And God spoke to me, and he gave me some things. And my own personal goals, I have a whole list of goals. I'm not going to share all of them with you, but I'm going to share three of them. I'm going to give you some practical advice and ask you to do the same thing in your own life. One of my goals is to get back in the gym and start working out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard, this is what I heard, Woohoo! You hear this, right? We're going to eat in five days. That I'll get a shout. And then we're going to work out. Cricket, cricket. You know, I used to be diligent. About two years ago, we had what they call the snowpocalypse. Y'all remember that? And everything shut down, and we never seen anything like it, and it was like a, a lot, the, the Arctic tundra right here in central Texas, and a week goes by and I didn't go to the gym and then, the, then the, we were moving and so I had to move and then it was two weeks and it was three weeks and then by the fourth, fifth, sixth week, I was like, if I go back now, I'm going to be sore. Got to start over again and be sore and that was two years ago. That's how fast it happens. But this year is a goal to get back in. I have a goal of strengthening and fortifying relationships. It's part of the word of the year that was released a few weeks ago. The relationships would be strengthened and fortified in three specific areas from my life, spiritual sons and daughters, in, in spiritual leaders within our community and city, and then to expand. And there are uh, uh, just two new relationships I feel like the Lord is calling me to invest in. And then finally, to invest in writing. God's called me to write. I'm going to write more. I'm going to submit some pieces to our local paper, and I'm going to begin the book that God has laid on my heart. And so there are ways that you can support your goals. So for me, if I'm going to do something, it might as well be enjoyable. Amen. So I felt like the Lord said to write, so I started like researching some stuff, and I went online, and I researched because I'm a nerd. I started searching and researching, and I bought like a, a good, really good entry-level fountain pen. It's got like a good weight, and it's got a beautiful ink, and it's got all these different inks. If I'm going to write, I'm going to have fun doing it. And I bought good paper, and I'm just waiting. I'm tracking it every day. When's it going to come in? 
Just something to motivate you to do whatever it is that God's laid on your heart to do. There are seven categories I heard somebody share many years ago that really stuck with me. Seven categories to make goals in at the beginning of every year. Number one, in your spiritual life, what does that look like? I've made a goal that, to have an extended fast, to complete this 40-day fast, and I'm going to do it. Y'all, I'm not going to count today. we got four days left. I'm going to eat on the 10th. The second goal is area of goals is in your financial life. If you don't make goals in your financial life, your financial life will just happen to you. You have to be intentional in everything that you do. So what are your financial goals for you and your family? Number three is a ministry. What are your ministry goals? It's the same as with finances. If you don't intentionally decide to serve God's house, you will only serve your house. And if you will serve and build God's house, I promise you, he will build yours. Number four, intellectual goals. How many books do you want to read? What, what books of the Bible, what, what scriptures do you want to memorize? You want to partner with the word of the year that, that the Bible will be strengthened and fortified in our lives. We'll memorize scripture. Number five, fitness goals for your own personal life. Do you want to eat uh, healthy this year? Do you want to get more active this year? What does that look like for you? Number six, goals for your family. Do you want to be more intentional about daily encounters with your family? Are there strained relationships that God's calling you to make an effort to fix? And then number seven, social. And I look at this in a couple of ways. One way is through social media. For so many people, it's a big part of our lives. Are you going to ask the Holy Spirit when you need to take a break and when you need to utilize social media for the call that God's placed in your life. No matter how big or small your platform is, it belongs to the Lord. Amen? And so, God, how do you want me to use this resource that you've given to me? And then the other way in social is maybe ask the Lord, are there hobbies that you want me to take, to take up this year? Things that are enjoyable in my life. When you're making lists and goals, it's not just about what's going to hurt you, what's going to be difficult, what's going to be painful, what's going to challenge your flesh. But God wants us to enjoy life. There are so many scriptures admonishing us as Christians to have fun, to laugh, to partake in acceptable uh, pleasures in life and enjoyment in life. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. Listen, it's important to understand that as we are stewarding this vision, we are still stewarding some vision that we gave to the house last year. If you don't know, Mercy Culture is not just here in Waco, but we are one church in many locations. And our Fort Worth campus is the church that we are planted from. And in Fort Worth, we delivered many initiatives last year, and I want to give you an update on those initiatives. Last year, we announced a brand new value of Mercy Culture, the value of stewardship. And here at Mercy Culture, we have been stewarding that value of stewardship. If you've been around here any time, you hear us talk about stewardship all the time. We announced last year at the same time in Mercy Culture Fort Worth, we announced MC Waco. And you, that's right. You are standing in the fruit of that extension of our faith. We announced Mercy Culture Conference and Mercy Culture Women's Conference that we did last year, and you'll hear more about that. We announced Mercy Culture Worship, the housed vision that takes the worship that God is doing in this house and releases songs all across the nation. And the testimonies we've heard, we have seen millions of streams of our music across all platforms all around the world. On Spotify alone, there's been over 1 million streams of Mercy Culture Worship. We launched the Church Network, a network of presence-driven churches from around the country. 
to join together, like-minded, to seek God and his presence. We announced initiatives with the justice reform and the justice run. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And we announced for liberty and justice. This is an offshoot of the justice reform. For liberty and justice is a housed vision of our church that works in the realm of the political. And with For Liberty and Justice, we have been training up candidates. We created a program called Candidate University, and we put 50 individuals through Candidate University this last year, and we instructed them on how to be presence-driven political leaders. How do you lead with biblical values and in the fear of the Lord and, and lead through the presence of the Lord. And we poured into those 50 people. And out of those 50, we found 33 individuals that we call our friends and family list. 33 people that we built relationship with that ran for public office in this last election cycle. They ran for city council seats and statewide seats and student, I'm not student council, but um, yeah, not student, not yet. They ran for school board seats and all of these different seats in, in, throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And out of the 33 people that we said these folks align with our biblical values, 30 of them won their races last year. Come on. And even though that's happening in DFW, you are a part of what God is doing. Whole school boards were shifted from an evil agenda partnering with the enemy to an agenda that now partners with the word of God. Cities are being changed through these efforts. And this year, this election cycle, so far, I've only having one class of candidate university gone through. We have six folks running from that class for public office, and six additional people will be serving as campaign managers from that class. And then Nate Schatzline, one of our leaders and staff members at Mercy Culture, the one who leads for liberty and justice. Nate ran for state representative in the state of Texas, and he won his seat. Come on. <laughs> Nate defeated a 20-year incumbent and won that seat with the largest majority of any Republican in the entire state of Texas. We're seeing incredible things happen, and it's coming to Waco. Come on. God is moving. All right, turn your attention towards the screen. Come on, Mercy Culture Conference. I just have to say, you do not want to miss this right. this year. Last year was insane. We went to the city not to hear from incredible leaders, although we got great impartation. We went so that the Lord felt us in the city. And I just have to make one testimony real quick. My son heard from the Lord at this conference to go to SLS next year. He was planning... I'm telling y'all, come on. He's 17, and he was planning out his, his education and what school am I going to go to and what college. And he heard from the Lord. He said, wait, go to SLS first. And so spiritual leaders are developed 
And I'm so excited that we get the opportunity to come together at this MC conference and just feel the presence of the Lord corporately. How many of you were at MC conference last year? It truly was a life-changing experience, and we're so excited to do it this year. Like, like Nikki said, we don't even announce speakers at MC Conference because we're not coming for speakers. We're coming to obey the Lord. And the Lord said, I want you to bring my presence to downtown Fort Worth. And so we take over the Fort Worth Convention Center. And when I tell you the presence of God is there, the very first night, if you've ever been to a church conference, just put that right out of your mind. Church conferences start with the show and the stuff. And the very first night, I think we started with just pads on the keys and just said, let's, let's just pray and invite the Lord. And I couldn't get off the ground. It's just the most unbelievable presence of God because we're just doing what he said to do. So we're going to do that again this year. I want to give you the dates. They're September 28th through October the 1st. Block those dates off in your calendar. Don't book a business trip those dates. Figure it out. Put in your time off with your, with your job. I'm telling you, get here. Text the word conference to 59090. Listen, you might as well pull out your phone because you're going to need it today. Text the word conference to 59090 for more information and to register. Today only, we have an $85 registration special. It's a tremendous discount on this today. I promise you, uh, we're not making any money off this conference. It's definitely an investment for Mercy Culture. It's an $85 value, and if you text that word conference, you can get hotel information and all kinds of things, but you don't want to miss it. MC Conference is going to be incredible. All right, we've got another announcement. Let's turn your attention towards the screens. Bride, don't grow weary. You were made new, made ready. Now be ready. Like a tree planted by streams of water, in all seasons your leaf does not wither. You will bear fruit. You are the evergreen bride abiding in the vine. You will soar on wings like eagles. Run and not grow weary. Walk and not be faint. He will renew your strength. Come on, come on, come on. Guys, this is our women's conference. We empower women in ministry here at Mercy Culture. And I just have to tell you, this conference, I'm, I'm going to say it again, it was wild. Even though it's not like a conference that you've ever been to. There is no cute little performance that we put on. Even the hosting moments, there was deliverance breaking out. People could not walk down the aisles because they're laid out in the aisles because the Lord was delivering them in an instant with nobody laying hands on them and nobody touching them. His presence is so incredible at these conferences. And I may or may not have snuck in the back at last year's women conference. I sort of snuck in, stood in the back. I was worshiping. A couple of people came and go, what are you doing here? I said, mind your own business. Just worshiping God. It was incredible, wild, as Nikki said. And this year, women's conference will be May 5th and 6th. Mark your calendars, May 5th and May 6th in Fort Worth at our Fort Worth campus. It's going to be an amazing time for all of the women of this house. Just text the word MARKED to 59090. MARKED to 59090. Get all the information that you need. And again, today yeah. only, we have an $85 registration special. But I want to say this. If there are any women or folks in this house, I don't want you to not come to anything because you can't afford it. If you legitimately can't afford it, I want you to let us know. Yep. Send us some information. Just, just send us an email at waco at mercyculture.com. We'll reach out to you. There's scholarship yep. opportunities. We want you to yes. be a part 
But we also know that it's important for us to make investments, amen, into what God is doing. But if you can't, we want to help you to do that. But today only, $85 special. Text the word mark. You will spiritually grow. Yeah, you will. Okay, next video. Come on, MC Dallas. My mom and dad and sweet granny are here this morning. Can we just give them a hand today? Just to honor them. Love my family. The reason you felt the presence of God so strong is because my granny's here. Let me just tell you. The woman floats on just... Don't get me started. We have this joke in our family, like, if you cut off a finger, granny will grow it back. She'll start praying the Holy Ghost. It'll just, boop, come back. It's amazing. But I say that because they live on the east side of Dallas, where I grew up out there. Mesquite Skeeters. Come on, class of, class of 2000. All right. Yes, yes, my high school mascot was a mosquito, which so happens to be the deadliest animal on the planet. It's the truth. Malaria is a thing. Anyways, I don't care how bad your mascot was. It wasn't an insect. Yeah. promise you that. It's creativity. Mesquite mosquitoes. I, I digress. On the east side, they're, they're there. We are launching Mercy Culture Dallas. Come on. Mercy Culture Waco, we get to be a part of the tip of the spear. We are the seed of the expansion of territory of Mercy Culture. We are the first campus outside of the Fort Worth campus. We have Mercy Culture Espanol, which takes place in Fort Worth and the Fort Worth campus. And we have Mercy Culture Online, which is an expression all around the world of what's happening in Fort Worth. But we are the first church for Mercy Culture to be planted outside of that city. And so we have the great honor and privilege of being that seed of future expansion. And we have been on the tip of the spear. And there's been growing pains. There's been things we've had to work through. But what an honor it's been. And now we get to be a part of sending the next campus from this house. Is that incredible? And so if you feel that kick in your spirit, you go, "Uh uh-oh, I feel like God may be calling me to Mercy Culture Dallas. The answer is no, you can't go. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. We want you to answer the call of God if that's what he's calling you to do. So if you want more information, you text the word Dallas to, you guessed it, 59090. Before we move on, we've got one more video. I want to introduce to you the new lead pastors of Mercy Culture Dallas. Happy Vision Sunday, MC Waco. My name is Clay, and this is my wife, Lindsay. And we are the Ingrams, and we are so excited to be the MC Dallas campus pastors. It's crazy for us to think about. We're so excited. We want to invite MC Waco to pray. I know you have an understanding of what we're about to go through. So the three things um, that we would like to, to partner on is we want you to pray about the people that are supposed to be a part of Dallas. We want you to pray about a location in Dallas, specifically in Uptown, that the Lord would open something up. And then we just want you to pray about the city. 
So the Lord's going to do some amazing things. We're so excited to partner with you guys as we go to Dallas. We love you so much, and we're so excited to do this together. So if you want more information, you can text the word Dallas to 599. The first interest night is coming up February the 19th in Fort Worth at the Fort Worth campus. There'll be a worship night in the city of Dallas on Palm Sunday. There'll be more information about the time and location of that date soon. And then we are launching MC Dallas in the, the fall. The fall of the, I want to make sure I got that right. We're launching in the fall of this year. We are doing it, y'all. It's going to be amazing. All right, I'm so excited about this next one, so watch the screens for the next announcement. Family, the justice reform is coming to Waco. Some of you are like, what's the justice reform? We're going to talk about it. My wife, Nikki, if you don't know, this is my beautiful wife, Pastor Nikki. And she has been an integral part of the leadership of the justice reform for quite a while now. Babe, why don't you share with us the vision of the justice reform? This is my heart, you guys. So the... um, what we say at the justice reform is we answer the cry for justice by bringing reformation from city to city. And what reformation is, is making the crooked way straight. And how we do this is by putting on the crown and carrying the torch. Now the crown that we put on our head is this, we are the heirs, the sons and the daughters of the most high King. And we get the opportunity to carry the authority of our father in the earth. And then the torch is the flame of Jesus that we get to run into the dark places and light them up with his glory. It is incredible. I'm so excited. This has been one of my biggest prayers is to bring this to Waco. There are many different expressions of the justice reform and different areas of justice that we pursue. And the word justice has become a polarizing word in our society today. You hear a lot about social justice and racial justice and economic justice and climate justice and all of these different things of justice. But I've come to find out that anytime somebody puts an adjective in front of justice, it typically no longer is justice. But there is a biblical justice. There's a true justice that is defined through the word of God. And that is what we pursue through the justice reform. And one of those avenues is by rescuing and participating and helping women who have been rescued from sex trafficking, helping them to become fully whole and free and delivered. Do you want to tell us about that effort? So I don't know if you guys know these statistics, but there is, I want to make sure I'm correct, 40.3 million victims of trafficking worldwide each year. That's men, women, and children. That is not okay. It's wild, but yet there's only 897 beds right now in a long-term residence 
to help these women. So what does that mean? What is a long-term residence? So a long-term residence is where the women get to come in, they get to heal, they get developed, they get delivered, they get set free, and they get empowered to then move on when they're out of the program and enter into the world around us in a totally different way. Something that I had no idea of, I was ignorant on when we began to pursue this, this area of justice. We met with um, one of the leaders from the Homeland Security that helped, they're on the front lines and helped rescue women out of the sex trafficking industry. And she gave us a story of a woman that was in her early 30s and she was there the day she was rescued from a hotel room. You have to understand this woman was placed into sex trafficking as an infant. Her entire life from the time she was born, she had spent inside of dirty hotel rooms with one man after another, 12, 14 hours a day, would come into those rooms, would abuse her. She didn't know how to dress herself. She didn't know how to turn on a stove. She didn't know how to heat up food in a microwave. She was given food. She was told when to go to the restroom, when to eat. She didn't know basic hygiene, how to fix her hair, certainly not how to work, how to go to the grocery store. She knew nothing. And they rescued her out of this, and they put her into a facility to help her to learn, and she was given 30 days. As Nikki said, right now, most of those 867 beds, and understand, there are hundreds of thousands of women that are rescued annually from prostitution rings in different areas, and there are 867 of these beds in this entire country. And most of the programs are only one year. At the most, they're one year, and most of them are 30 days, and they are lucky if they can stay in for 90. Now, imagine you know nothing, and you've been given 30 days to figure out your entire life. Not only that, but there's no Holy Ghost. Come on. I can't figure out my life, and I I don't have those obstacles, right? And what we're doing with the Justice Residence is we're building a facility with 100 beds. It will be by far the largest long-term facility in the United States of America. And it is a three-year program and longer if they need it. Not only are they learning how to, how to interact with society, learning basic care and hygiene, but they are experiencing the power and the presence of God. These women are going to be saved, delivered, set free, filled with the Holy Spirit, and spiritual leaders when they leave that building. We have the same vision. We are um, teaching people how we come in a corporate encounter with God, but we take them into daily personal encounters. We teach them how to encounter the Lord. So when they ask, do you guys have counselors? Yes, we have the greatest counselor of all. And when we point these women to him, there is nothing that they cannot do. That's right. And if you want to be a part of the justice reform in any way, if you want to be a, become an advocate, get the training, we train you. It's intensive. It's amazing. You're not going to go in there unequipped. You can train some of these or work with these women that are being rescued in multiple different areas from, from just serving on the property to working with them directly. Yes. We even have opportunities for foster care. Yes. Some of these women have children that are going to need families that can watch those kids yes. while they're in this intensive care and therapy. We have opportunities for that. There's opportunities to get involved with what's happening right here in Waco. So I want you to text 
uh, Waco Justice. It's one word, Waco Justice to 59090 to fill out that form and stay informed of what's yes. coming here so that you can come and be a part. Yeah. And every year we do, I'm sorry. I'm, I was just going to say also go to thejusticereform.com at thejusticereform.com. It has our vision. It has every way to get involved from donating to advocacy training, residency training, what he just said. And I also want to say, um, we prayed so hard for Roe versus Wade to be overturned. And now as a church, we get the great opportunity to steward these women and these children that are going to be born. That's foster care. That's helping the women themselves raise them if they decide that that's what they want to do. Or we get to adopt. And I don't know about you, but this is my heart. I will adopt a child. And I'm so excited about this opportunity as a I know. (laughs) We will. Praise God. If you don't know, we already have five children. What's another one? No, the Lord spoke to me too. It is a joy. I'm so excited. We have a fundraising opportunity every year that's so much fun. Somebody look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, it's the year to run. Watch this video. Justice Run, who's running the marathon? Uh uh oh, wait a second, wait a second. I heard all this roar of hand claps. I said, Who's running the marathon? Woo! (laughs) What the two shouts? Who's running the marathon? Okay. Well, there are multiple ways, Lara Lynn, there are multiple ways (laughs) that you could participate in the Justice Run. You could do a 5K. Y'all could do a 5K, come on. I did it with kids. We just That's pushed right. a stroller. We did it last year. You can do the 10K. You can do the half marathon or the full marathon. And it's so much fun. There's a music festival. There's a kids festival. It's all day. We had, we had over 1,000 runners last year and multiple thousands of people show up to our event last year. It's a blast. Text the word RUN to 59090 as we help raise funds for the $4 million justice residence that we're building in Fort Worth. And today only, if you text that word RUN, a link will come back to you with all of the Justice Run information, sponsorship opportunities, and for you to register to run. No matter what, at the very least, register for the 5K. Maybe you don't run it. Just give us your money, right? It's a fundraiser. We need it. And today only, if you use the word vision, that is a promo code for 50% off the justice run. Today only. It's our year to run. Sorry, I want to interrupt real quick. I know this This is is not planned, but I just, I'm sorry. I just want to tell you what this is. It's not just a run. This was an encounter that our senior lead pastor in Fort Worth, Pastor Heather, had a vision from the Lord in one of her runs, and the Lord asked her, what will keep you running? What will keep you running? And she saw a sea of runners running for justice to rescue these men and women and these children, and that's why we're running. 
All right, let's turn our attention to the screens for our next announcement. So, sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That was MC Worship. If you don't know, MC Worship is a housed vision of Mercy Culture Church. What we've done is take the worship that God is birthing through this house, and we are delivering it to the public all across the world. As I said, there have been millions of streams of MC Worship this year. And beginning uh, on February, what is it, 17th? February the 17th, we are releasing our next single, Fear of the Lord. Let's go. And this year we're releasing EPs and singles every few weeks. It's going to be an incredible year for MC Worship. And we are excited that right out of this house and Mercy Culture Waco, we'll be releasing original music this year as well. It's going to be a fun time for MC Worship. Okay, now we want to invite up Brandon and Chelsea Wells. Everybody, this is Brandon and Chelsea Wells. They are our leaders of our groups. And what our groups are, we call them houses on fire. And it's where we gather together as a group. And it's our discipleship. It's our, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, no, not mentors. Um, sorry. I don't know. It's a small group. And it's we really encounter the presence of the Lord in these groups. It's not just about fellowship and building community, although it's a really big part of it. But it's an opportunity to encounter God's presence in houses on fire all across the city. So welcome, Brandon and Chelsea. So good to have you guys. What, what are... Uh, Chelsea, you want to share with us some I'm testimonies sorry, I'm just from dying. MC this groups? This is so funny. We came up the wrong time last time. We're, it's like we're thinking. They threw like us all grace. off last time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined this. We ruined the service last time. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like I have that much power. No. Um, <laughs> I'm just enjoying all of this. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> what are some testimonies from groups this last semester? Okay. So um, one of the amazing things, I, I think I was, were like the MC group lead leaders and then I was also involved in like four or five groups. It was too much, <laughs> but I wanted as much of it as I could get because I was so excited about it. But one of the groups I was in was an online group and there was a woman in the group that I had never met in person. I actually didn't meet her in person until the group was over. Um, but I just kind of like noticed her and, and she would share some wisdom, but it was kind of just like a very normal, you know, person just involved in a group like any one of us would be. And then the more the group went on, the brighter her face was shining the more wisdom she would share, the more joy I would feel after she finished talking. And uh, as it went on, she was just pouring out so much joy of the Lord because of the deliverance that he was bringing her in her personal life through being involved in that group. And it was so contagious that it made me full of joy. Yeah. Watching her just live her life and, and that overflow and that outpouring was just like, yeah, I want that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a question that I think people would have, is it difficult to lead a group with thinking, okay, am I, am I, I'm not educated enough. I am not good at speaking in public. How do I lead this? Uh, with that, I would say no. Like we encourage 
Like if you have a passion or something the Lord has given you, we encourage you, like bring that. Come find me and Chelsea and talk to us because um, like this house, we, we know the Lord speaks to people and we want to honor those things and what the Lord is putting in your heart. So if you have something, come bring it to us. Let us support you and let's, let's find a way for you to create a group so that others that may have that same passion, y'all can come together and just uh, the Lord will lead it for you. And what's the schedule look like for groups? Do we meet year-round, or what's the schedule look like? So right now we're doing semesters. We kind of run along with what school does. Uh, so we'll, we're going to go from uh, February until May, probably take a small break, and then we'll launch summer groups as well. Um, and then those groups will meet some, like each one will have its own schedule. Some are meeting every week, some are meeting, you know, bi-monthly, and then some are just once a month. So there's kind of a wide range in there. So there's an opportunity for you to get involved in a group no matter what your schedule looks like. And today is the day that we are launching groups. Yeah. yeah. Starts today. If you would like to lead a group, since this is brand new, what we're asking is that you participate in a group for one semester. Because you can't lead when you don't know what it is. So we're asking you to participate in a group for one semester. And then if you're interested in leading next semester over the summer, there's a shortened semester for the summer groups. And it will be a great opportunity to begin and start to lead a group. So today, text the word groups to 59090. It's going to ask you what campus you attend. Respond with Waco. And then uh, you can get the list of groups. And I really, really encourage you today sign up for a group if you can't attend every time they meet that's okay get started somewhere get in a group all right guys we've got another announcement turn your attention to the screens my name is katie and i serve with the food bank um but it's not just me that serves actually it's my whole family at times um primarily i bring two of my young kids one is 11 and one is seven and it's a team effort for us we come to the food bank and we love people, we love our city. Um, and we, I love it because it's a safe environment to be able to bring my kids and show them from a young age how to love people, how to share the gospel, how to pray for people, how to be bold, and how to feed people. It's just a family affair and we love being a part of it. We're honored. And my kids, I love that they're going to have memories of serving Jesus in this way. And it's good. It's, it's amazing. And when I actually, there are weeks that they can't come. I don't let them come for different reasons. And they actually cry because it's something that is a part of our week and we look forward to it every week. I remember when we became members at Mercy Culture, they, um, we found out somebody called my husband and basically told him, yeah, we have a food bank. It was just this random thing that happened. And we said, okay, well, how do we sign up? And so that week we came and we just started serving. And it was very shortly after that, that I was working the line outside as a greeter. And this woman rolled up um, in her car with her two young children. They had to have been maybe two and four. They were crawling all around the seats and um, she looked at me and she asked me, she said, is there any milk this week? And I said, and at that point in the day, there was no more milk. And I, and I had to tell her, no, I'm sorry, we don't have any more milk. And, and her eyes, 
This was like a marking moment for me because her eyes just welled up with tears and she looked at me and she said, I have no money to buy milk for my kids. And it was just this like realization of how many people in our city need food, but more than that, they need hope. They need Jesus. Um, and here every week, twice a week, we give that to our community. And I think that it's really easy to come to church, which we are a part of such an amazing, powerful church, but it's very easy to see something like the food bank and, and think, well, I can't do that. I'm a mom, I have kids, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I'm, I'm not whatever, not good enough, not whatever. But that's a lie because all of us can come and we can be a part and we can partner because there are people that need help. That was a testimony from one of our serve team members at our Fort Worth campus of how serving with the food bank in Fort Worth has impacted our lives. And I'm so honored to announce to you this morning that we are officially launching the food bank here in Waco. Yes. So over the last few months, you've seen that we've intermittently done Serve Our City events where we've given away hundreds of pounds of food and we have served hundreds and hundreds of families um, with that gift of food and we have seen the need in our city. One of the things that we prayed when we were planting Mercy Culture Waco is we asked the Lord that he would allow the city of Waco to feel us, that he would feel, that the city would feel the impact. And as I released the word of the year over this house at the beginning of January, you'll remember I said that we would receive might and dunamis power through the pursuit of meekness. And I had this vision of our church spiritually washing the feet of the city. And every day in my daily encounters, I just keep hearing the Lord say, go low, go low, go low. And so this is one of the ways that we are going to serve the people of this city. And so we are going to launch with once a month, every month, we're going to serve the people through the food bank. And if you want to be a part, we're so thankful to the food bank in Fort Worth for providing so much of the back end and the administrative help and all of that. They've provided the trucks and gotten food from food banks in Fort Worth and really helped us to develop the systems from Fort Worth. And now we are building all of those things out right here in this city so that we can increase our frequency of the food bank as the, as the weeks progress in this year. And our goal is to get to twice a week, every week, right here in Waco and provide food, be a consistent source of quality food to thousands of people in our city. But we need your help to do it. So if you feel the kick of the Holy Spirit and you want to be a part of, of serving this city, text Waco Food Bank, all one word, to 59090 to get so we can capture your information and reach out to you with how you can be involved. And our next food bank activity is coming up. I don't know when it is, but it's coming up February 11th. Coming up February 11th. That's this Saturday right here at 10 a.m. Meet at the front of the building. We'll be distributing food this Saturday. How many is excited about this opportunity to serve the people of Waco? So, so excited. All right. This is a big one. Everybody watch the screens.
I want it to be like an Oprah moment where we pull out a plane, right, onto the stage, and they say, we're paying for all, but we're not, so don't. You get a seat. You get a seat. <laughs> but we're going to Israel this year. So excited. November the 13th through the 20th, we are taking a Holy Land tour. And this last year, this year, we had a very limited Israel trip that we opened up to our serve team um, in Fort Worth, and, and, a, and we, we sort of let the word get out here. It was just really a test balloon to see, can we do this, and how is it going to work? And Mark Kentner and his lovely wife, Stephanie, who is suffering for Jesus in Hawaii right now. <laughs> yeah, having a, a grandbaby's being born. Well, Malika Likimaka. And... Uh, <laughs> They went, he said Akuna Matata, they went on the Israel trip this last year. You want to share a little bit about that trip? She has your mic. There you go. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. This was a realization of a 30-year um, desire that we finally had fulfilled. The, you know, the year of expanding territory was an awesome thing for us to have it become available and then go ahead and agree to do it. <clears throat> but the one of the things that was kind of amazing is that there was a lot of expectation around what it was going to be built up. And I can tell you that it was things that I didn't expect it to be and more than what I wanted it to be. Yeah. And so just as, as you guys are thinking about it, as you go, it, it is a life changing, uh, opportunity to go. One of the things I didn't share this in the first, uh, first service, but the realization is the Bible comes alive in a different way. Um, stories when you're standing on top of a hill looking down where David and Goliath had their battle and you're looking to the sunset and they said the Philistines owned to the setting sun and that's right there. And so this perspective of the Bible and the stories come to life in a different way. What was your most impactful moment that happened while you were in Israel? Yeah, so for me, there was so many places, you know, the I know Pastor Les and uh, we've had where we say that the the city of Jerusalem is 60 feet, you know, uh, 60 feet higher because it's been built over the ruins. There's so many places that you go that there's not like a realization you're going to walk up and touch a rock and say Jesus was right here because it's been destroyed and rebuilt and desecrated and all kinds of things. We walked to the southern side of the, um, to the temple and there's stairs going up to uh, the Temple Mount. And so we're, we're standing there. And it is the only place that really had not been destroyed and rebuilt. And our guide says 99 times Jesus would have walked on these steps. And that was this place where it's like everything else we're walking around. I know, yeah, you're, you're sitting here like, oh, okay. And that was definitely impactful. All right, I'm going. It is on, it's on our goal to go this year. Um, what would you tell someone who's nervous about going to the Middle East? Well, you know, it, it honestly, the, the hardest part of the entire thing was the flight. <laughs> it's just because it's a long time, but so prepared that way. But, um, you know, we went with the part of the team we were talking, um, you know, Frank was part of the, he was on the trip. And when we say that Mercy Culture is, uh, you know, one church, multiple locations, that was definitely felt. They honored Stephanie and I being there, uh, you know, one of our house visitors. Also, we were in unity through the whole trip. It was so much of the, just the house happening. Um, it's all family. Uh, just go. Uh, be a part of it. And this year, we're excited because we get to take a group from Waco. And so we'll have some 
activities just for the Waco family and MC Waco, and there'll be some teachings and activities. MC Worship will be there. We're going to worship in the places that Jesus worshiped. Pastor Jasmine will be there leading worship, I believe, this year. We're, we're all, all kinds of incredible things are going to happen that we cannot wait to walk in the places that Jesus walked and experience that with family. Then we'll also get to be a part of the broader Mercy Culture community and interact with them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you would like more information, text the word Israel to 59090. Again, that's Israel to 59090. We work very hard to make this as economical as possible so that you can uh, so that it's achievable and that you can attend and also that it's comfortable and that you enjoy it. There'll be good food and beautiful accommodations. And most importantly, we're going to encounter the presence That's of God right. in the most unique way. So we hope that you can attend. All right. Take a deep breath. We're not done yet. Let's watch the screens for the next announcements. We have a ministry, a school called Mercy Culture Spiritual Leadership School, SLS, MCSLS. And leaders, spiritual leaders have to be developed. And MCSLS is about developing people who say, look, I want to be a spiritual leader. I want to learn how to lead myself and to lead others. You don't have to just want to be a pastor. We have a church planning expression of MCSLS that you can go through. But you may want to be a spiritual leader in your home, as a mother, as a father, as a business owner, as a medical professional, in the creative industry, whatever area that it might be, MCSLS is for you. And we've got three current SLS students right up here with us. I want to welcome Chris. Tori and Joel. Welcome, guys. So let's just open up. How has SLS impacted your life? Um, SLS is one of the best decisions that I've ever made. Um, it's taught me how to lead myself, which is something that I didn't even realize I didn't know how to do. Um, it it's stretched me, allowed me to grow. I think the most impactful thing that I've gotten is outreach. Um, we've learned how to practically share the gospel in our everyday lives. Um, so it's not even just about, like we do outreach once a week, but we've actually learned how to just bring it up in conversation and to share with people around you. And like I've personally now led people to the Lord and been discipling people um, all because we're being taught how to practically do it and apply it to our life. And it's completely changed the way that I like communicate how the Lord works. It's been amazing. I know that this can be a sacrifice. What would you say has been worth what, what was worth the sacrifice? What have you gotten out of this so far? Oh, it's, I'm, everything is worth it. All of it. The encounters that we have corporately, um, the classes, the outreach, the cadre time, like it's all, it's all worth it. Um, at the beginning of the year, Pastor Matt um, Wakefield said that it would be a year of crushing. 
and we would have to submit to the crushing and what we're gonna get out of it is what we're gonna put into it. And uh, that has been a very true statement. <laughs> so, so Joel, what would you say to somebody who's, who says, this sounds interesting, but they're on the fence about it? Yeah, um, I would just immediately tell you to ask the Lord about it, hear and obey what the Father says to you, do exactly what he says. Um, but I would encourage you as well um, I've recently graduated from a four-year institution, and nothing like what we're learning at SLS, what they're raising us up in and developing us in, um, can be found, um, I don't want to say it can't be found anywhere, but it's rare. Um, what they're instilling in us is this applicable experiential teaching um, and developmental process that um, is immediately activated um, after you're equipped. Like, we're in are uh, in the family center together learning. We're just praying in tongues for 10 minutes, going really hard. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, now go find somebody and share the gospel with them. We're like, okay. <laughs> and so I just really want to like encourage you guys. Um, there are degrees and there are doctorates in learning these things in college, but I don't, I've never been to a college that's like, all right, now let's go on outreach. Like I've never been at a college that's like, let's go serve this house vision or let's go pour into this church. Like, this is a, a, not a ministry school. It's a, it's a place to be developed in your leadership to immediately go and do it for anyone. Like the things I'm learning here, like we have financial classes. We have um, classes that are um, fully built around like, uh, like, like we have Q&As for family, Q&As for um, single people, for married people. These are things that you leave immediately equipped to go share with other people to apply in your life. So it's not just ministry school. It's, it's being developed as a leader for all facets. So good. Joel, I teach there. I want to sign up. It's amazing. So I know that you guys and Brandon, and, and I know Brandon Wells, who was just up here, Brandon's old. <laughs> like he's old. He's got a wife and kids. He's, he's so old and he's in it. Now, really, people from all stages of life, um, we've got grandmas and grandpas that are part of SLS, and it's really changed their life. It's an opportunity for all of you. You guys drive back and forth from Waco every day. Yep. Um, it's a long drive, but it's worth the sacrifice. It really, truly is. Um, and I know that a lot of you are, maybe this has piqued your interest. You say, this sounds great, but the drive, and it's a three-hour round-trip drive every day, and all that can be difficult. Um, so I've, I've got some other news. Um, SLS is coming to Waco. I saw some of the color just drain from your face because it was like, there goes my excuse. <laughs> feeling the pull of the Lord, but there goes my excuse. SLS is coming to Waco. This fall, we will be launching SLS Waco this fall. We are working out all of the logistics of that right now, but we are so excited. If you want more information, text SLS Waco to 59090, and you can get a ton of information that will be sent to you. Um, and also, the, today only, there is a $25 application fee. It's normally $100. Today, it's a $25 application fee. And on February the 10th, at our Fort Worth campus, there'll be an interest night with Dr. Michael Brown. Dr. Michael Brown is a revivalist leader um, in the Toronto Revival and a leader in the, um, what's the revival in 
Brownsville revival. And, all, and he's incredible. He'll be there for preview day, February the 10th in Fort Worth. But all that information can be found when you text SLS Waco. How many excited about that? Yeah. All right. We're going to be launching in the fall when we get into our building. And speaking of our building, we have an update. Let's watch the video. Hey, Mercy Culture Waco family. I'm Jordan, one of the pastors here, and I'm so excited to give you an update on our permanent location here at 1020 East Waco Drive. As you know, we've been in the middle of construction, so let's go check out the progress. All right, y'all, we're in the foyer right here in our new building, and I wanna show you guys around just a little bit. So you walk in the main entrance, and over here is gonna be kids check-in, and this entire other half of the building is gonna be our children's ministry. All of MC Kids is gonna be over here. We've got several classrooms. We're gonna be able to hold over 200 kids every single service. Let's go check out the main sanctuary. And this is the main sanctuary. Right over on this wall is going to be the platform. We're going to have all the production gear. This is where the worship team will be. We'll have the altar right here. And then over 500 chairs will be in this room. And on either side, there'll be some spaces for the serve team. There'll be places for media, production, and even worship. And we're going to have some unique luxuries like indoor plumbing. Floors that we can sweep. Won't be needing these anymore. We are so thankful for what God has done and what God is going to do right here in this sanctuary. Let's run. Come on, y'all. We're moving into the building. Had some great updates this week with our construction team. And I want to announce to you today, we are still on track to be in our building by spring. Yeah. So we are literally just a few short weeks away. I want to honor the serve team who has been so faithful in setting up and tearing down this tent week after week. Many of you don't know, we don't even have running water on this property. So all the water that you see to make coffee for the restrooms is trucked in. Somebody has to meet them here. I mean, it's wild what we've done to, to make church happen every week. But I'm so thankful for what God has done. Pastor Matt Wakefield gave a prophecy just a few weeks ago, and he did not know that the name of my fast this year is glory. God told me to fast back in September for 40 days to be a carrier of God's glory. And Pastor Matt texted me, not knowing that, said, I want to submit this word. He's a prophet of our house in Fort Worth. And he said, the Lord spoke to me and said that MC Waco would go from a tent of meeting to a house of glory. Come on. So we're not leaving the intensity of God's presence in this tent. We are upping it when we go into that building. We are expecting it to be manifest to even greater levels of what God's going to do and reach more and more people. There are some prayer points that I want you to keep in mind as we go forward. Uh, pray against supply chain issues. It's 2023 and the world is nuts and there's stuff that's hard to get that didn't used to be and we've run into those issues. Continue to pray for that. Let's pray for swift progress with our construction teams that we move quickly. Let's pray for continued favor with the city of Waco. We've seen great favor with them. They've been amazing to work with, but we're praying for continued favor with all of the inspections and process of going through that. We're gonna, I want us to pray for our contractors. One of the things I've been believing God for is that contractors would be saved and delivered and set free as they're working on that building. 
When you walk in there, you feel the presence of God. And I'm praying that they feel the same thing. Let's pray for our budget. It is, again, 2023. Anybody heard of a little thing called inflation? I'm sure you've not felt it. About to go buy some chickens. But inflation is real, and we're seeing dramatic inflation. So our budget has really, really, I was going to say be stretched, but that's an understatement. And so continue to pray. God is still in it and moving, and we're moving forward, but let's pray for that. And then I want to call up Luralyn Luke to the platform. Come on, we love you, Luralyn. Nikki, come on up with me. Luralyn is one of the leaders of the company that is overseeing our building construction project. And she's also one of the senior leaders here at Mercy Culture Waco. And she heads up all of our prayer and so many other things. And she's a very dear friend of ours. But A.G. Smith Homes is the company that is overseeing the construction project. And I just want to take a moment and honor A.G. Smith Homes. I want to honor them for their sacrifice. This is not an overstatement. We quite simply would not be able to complete this project had it not been for A.G. Smith Homes. They are doing things for us that no other construction company would possibly do. When I tell you that that budget has been blown, um, I'll give you one example. When we got our um, uh, bids for an air conditioning unit about eight months ago, the AC cost about $180,000. After just how long it took to get it engineered and get it approved for the city and figure out exactly what we needed to order, just in those few weeks, the ACs went from $180,000 to over $400,000. So these are the kinds of budget overages that we are seeing after the bid was placed. And if it wasn't for A.G. Smith Homes making tremendous sacrifices, cutting into their profit to where they're making almost nothing, then it wouldn't be possible. And so I want to honor A.G. Smith Homes this morning. Let's stand to our feet and honor them. Put your hands together. Just thank them for this. And I wanted to take a moment and pray over A.G. Smith Home and Luralyn as a representative. If you would just stretch your hands towards her as we pray over her this morning. So Father, Lord, we just pray for your supernatural, overwhelming, abundant favor to be poured out over A.G. Smith Homes. God, I pray that you would give them creative solutions and ideas. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would show them blueprints and plans. God, that you would even, I just see the Lord waking up leadership in the middle of the night with words and dreams and even phone numbers to call that they don't even know what they're doing. But God, you will open up doors in business that they never even dreamed could be opened before them. God, bless them in their coming. Bless them in their going. But we pray for JD, it's our project manager and his family for the favor of God to be poured out upon their lives. Lord, that many times I've walked up to this building and seen him praying in the Holy Spirit as he works on our building. God, bless him. Bless his family. Expand their territory. God, we pray for Luralyn and her family and her life. God, that you would bless her. We pray for all of the leadership of A.G. Smith Homes, all of the employees, all of the subcontractors. God, pour out your spirit upon them and bless them, Lord. Put your hand of favor on everything that they do, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. 
Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you, Lurlin. Come on, we're so grateful for A.G. Smith Homes, what they're doing. For those of you maybe seated, we've got one more quick thing, and then I promise you, I'm sorry we've gone long. Worship went a little long. Actually, I'm really not sorry. Worship went long. It was amazing. But uh, we've got one more really quick thing. Every year at Mercy Culture Church in Fort Worth, since the beginning, we have had a season that we call Heart for Mercy. And quite simply, it is the season that we ask you to ask the Lord, what is his heart for his house? If you've been around this church at all, you've probably noticed we never receive an offering. You have never one time been at Mercy Culture Waco and had an offering bucket passed to you. We don't receive an offering. All we do is at the end of service say, thank you for your generosity. If you'd like to give, you can text. There's giving boxes on your way out. Have a great day. Many times we don't even do that. But the obedience of this house has been beautiful. And you've been obedient to the word of God and continued to give. And we are so thankful because the apostolic covering of MC Waco and Mercy Culture Fort Worth and all of those precious families there have invested into this community. You may not know this, but the purchase and remodeling of that building and this entire property is a $6 million investment into this community. A $6 million investment of which none of us have contributed to. This house hasn't had to give one penny. We haven't come to you and asked you for money. We haven't had a building fundraising campaign. Nobody showed up at your house and sat down for dinner and said, hey, by the way, can you write me a check? None of that happened. It's just the generosity of God's people that is invested into this community. But now we have an opportunity to put skin in the game and to invest as well. We're so thankful that the purchase and the construction of our building is fully financed. How many are thankful to the Lord for that? It's amazing. But we have a goal for Heart for Mercy this year to strengthen and fortify the construction project of MC Waco. And so there are things in our hearts that we want to do. We want to have a world-class children's facility. And that takes money to buy all of the equipment and the furniture and the toys and the baby beds and the TVs and all of the stuff that they need. We want things like great comfortable chairs for the sanctuary and an LED wall and good sound system and signage for the outside of the building. That's expensive. It costs a lot of money. You've noticed the fence that's up around that. We want to redo that pad and create an outdoor a patio area where we can have small group meetings and a coffee shop and places to come up in the spring and have lunch and have student ministry out there and make this a hub of activity in the city of Waco. There's a piece of land right there on this corner that we want to purchase and buy and expand territory before we've even entered that building. And to do that costs money. And so we've set a very ambitious and audacious goal not because we want to stretch our ambition, but because this is what the Lord has spoken. And so we've set a goal of $500,000 this year to strengthen and fortify. A $500,000 goal for Heart for Mercy. It is made what, come on. It is not impossible with God. So all we're asking for you to do, Mark, you can just begin to play. We're going to skip that last video. All we're asking for you to do is to seek the heart of the Father and ask the Lord what he wants you to do. And let me tell you this, if it doesn't scare you and if it doesn't stretch your faith, it isn't God. The Bible says anything not done in faith is sin. 
And if you gotta do something in faith, it requires uncertainty. If you are certain as to how you're gonna do it, it doesn't require any faith. Faith requires a level of uncertainty. One of my financial goals for this year is to be the most generous that we've ever been in our lives. To step out in generosity. And we intentionally don't receive heart for mercy the day that we announce it because we don't in any way want to emotionally manipulate you into giving. We never have and we never will. We just want to ask you to ask the Lord and then you do what he said to do. And God has been so faithful in blessing this house to be able to do that. What you heard announced today is many, many millions of dollars worth of, ex of expanding the kingdom to reach lost and hurting people. Build a $4 million facility for women that people in the world might tell us are worthless. What are they going to do for you? They're not, that's not an income. That For anything, it's going to cost millions of dollars a year just to operate a facility like that. God said to do it, and we're going to do it. So why would you do a food bank when there's so many other things? You know how expensive it is to buy thousands and thousands of pounds of food every month and then all of the logistics that it takes to run that? It ain't easy. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money because God said to do it. And we're going to do what God said to do. And our walk of obedience with the Lord has birthed so much favor over this house. And we know that it will continue to do so. And I can attest in my personal life, obedience to the Lord has wrought so much favor from God in my life as well. I'm going to take a moment to just pray over you. As I was preparing for this Sunday, I kept feeling a spirit of fear rising up. Feeling this spiritual warfare. There were things that kept popping up all the last couple of weeks. There's a, it takes a lot to make happen what happened today. It takes a lot of back-end work to create links and web pages and videos and a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion. This serve team, you guys are incredible. I've worked so hard until late last night, right, Lauren? Until very late last night, pulling things off and making things happen for the last six weeks or longer. And things would happen, and we were getting frustrated. And finally, my wife, she said, this is spiritual warfare. I was like, yes, it is. Because there are few things that agitate the enemy more than the church of Jesus Christ taking her place of authority. There are few things that agitate the enemy more than the people of Jesus saying, you know what? We refuse to allow injustice to reign in our city. You know what? We refuse to allow the hungry to go hungry in our backyard. You know what? We refuse to allow evil agendas to infiltrate our school boards. No, 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 not in our city. We refuse to allow these things to happen. We will build a house for God. We will extend our faith to do things that's impossible. We will create a leadership school right here in the heart of Waco, Texas that raises up spiritual leaders that will go throughout the world and change nations for God. We will do it and we will not be afraid. 2 Timothy 
chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Somebody say dunamis. And love and self-control. And I saw in my spirit, if everybody would just bow your head and close your eyes, just posture your hearts to receive this morning as we get ready to dismiss the service. But what I saw in my spirit is as we stood on this platform and we boldly proclaimed the vision, we took these leap forward in faith that God would resurrect dreams in your own hearts and lives. As you've seen us stand on this platform and make these proclamations of what we will do as a church, that little kick is happening in your own spirit. God is birthing dreams within your spirit. I said it at the beginning of this service. It was exactly 42 weeks ago today that God gave me the vision of delivering these initiatives, this Vision Sunday. And I looked that number up this morning, and I found many articles that said 42 weeks is actually the time in the gestation of a baby that if it goes beyond 42 weeks, it increases the chance of a stillbirth. 42 weeks is the longest most doctors will allow you to remain pregnant. God planted this vision in the womb of our spirit 42 weeks ago, and today we gave birth. And I believe this morning that God is conceiving dreams within many of you. And in some of you, you are going to birth those dreams this morning. So come on, let's just lift our hands and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. We're not prophesying in tongues. We're using our heavenly language. We say, fear, go, Holy Spirit, come. Ah, Come on, lift your voices, mercy culture. Come on, lift your voices to the King of Kings. God, we refuse to allow our flesh to lead us and direct us. We refuse to allow our insecurities to determine what we will and will not do. God, we refuse to allow our circumstances to inform what we will do for your kingdom. We say, fear go, Holy Spirit come. Come on, let's worship the Lord.